All right, well, God is good, and we are a church that believes in the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit moves, and he speaks, and he talks, and he heals, and he prophesies, and he does all these great things, and maybe you're here today, and you've never heard a word, had a word from God, and we want to encourage you this uh, 21 days of prayer and fasting, and on Saturdays, we have a time set up for healing specifically, for people to receive healing, and words from the Lord, and so uh, that's four to six, four to five, I believe, is the prophetic word, and five to six is uh, for healing, and so that's on Saturdays, it'll be the next two Saturdays, so if you are uh, interested in, in somebody praying over you about that, we would love to do that. We are in a series called Secrets, and how God reveals secrets to us, and how he shares secrets with us, and last week we talked about hope, the secret of hope, and how that God has given us a new hope, Right? And uh, the Bible says that we should put our hope in God. Pastor Joey talked about it when he came out uh, to, my, uh, to host this, this morning. Uh, and we talked about Jeremiah 29 11 where God says, for I know the plans I have for you, right? And I talked about that last week. God knows what he has for you. And so this week, we're going to go to the next secret, which is identity. And uh, we are actually... Uh, our fasting is following this as well. Last week we, when we were uh, in our prayer and fasting, that was the week on hope and a lot of our scriptures and different things were on hope. This week it's on identity and who you are, right? So how many of you guys are uh, any Star Wars fanatics in here? Star Wars fans? All right. All right. So I don't know if you remember, but uh, the third new movie, uh, the first new movie, uh, they just came out with the last one, right? Number nine. But number, so it'd be number seven when the first one with Ray. Uh, the previews, the trailers would always say uh, in the trailers that it was like showing this girl and everything and nobody knew who she was. It's the first time she's been on the scene and the, in the background it would say, who are you? Do you guys remember that? Anybody remember that? It says, watch it again if you don't remember. It says, uh, you know, they say, who are you? You know, and it's talking about Ray and <laughs> no spoilers. I'm not going to give a spoiler, but in this one, nine, she figures out who she is. And um, she actually kind of changes her identity, which that's what I want to talk about today, is identity and how God changes our identity. You know, uh, there's a great quote that I share often. It says, if you don't know where you're going, you'll end up somewhere else, right? That's Yogi Berra, a great Yankee baseball player. If you don't know where you're going, you'll end up somewhere else. And I would say just as much if you don't know who you are, you'll wind up like everybody else. And we don't want to be like everybody else, right? God has a specific purpose and plan for each of our lives. I was looking in psychology today and reading some articles on, uh, on this, on identity and security and all this, and it was just talking about how we have an identity crisis in America, right? Uh, people don't know who they are, who they're supposed to be. And it's kind of funny to me because according to Google, uh, people in America take 93 million selfies Every day. Every day in America. 93 million selfies are taken in America every day, and yet we have an identity crisis, you know? And so uh, people don't know who they are. They don't know what they should be like or how they should be. And even now we see in America, this isn't anything new, uh, but it's kind of new to America, is who are we even sexually? Am I supposed to be a boy? Am I supposed to be a girl? Am I supposed to be, you know, all these things? And so people are really confused on who they're supposed to be. Am I supposed to be like that person? Am I supposed to live this way? Am I supposed to be successful in this kind of career? Am I supposed to be in this kind? What in the world am I supposed to be like? And there's this great confusion of people not knowing who they are. And in fact, in psychology today, it says that 7 in 10 women 
believe that they are not good enough or do not measure up in some way, including in their looks, in their performance and work, being a spouse, a mother, relationships with friends and family members. And guys is not too much further behind that. People are insecure. They're not sure who they are, not sure who they're supposed to be. And there's great confusion that comes with us, right? We sing the song, I will build my life on a firm foundation on Jesus. And when we don't build our life on a firm foundation and we don't know who we are, we find ourselves tossed by every wind that comes along. Well, I'm supposed to be this. I remember, you know, speaking to different people. And one time I had this friend and he would read a book. <laughs> and, he, and his life was, my life has changed. I have to do everything this book says. And he would do it. Then he'd read another book. He said, oh, this book is the one. I said, well, what about that, that book said? And it was changed, and every time he read a new book, his life would totally change because he was trying to figure out who he was. He didn't know who he was. And so um, it's kind of funny too, right? So like on uh, social media, a lot of times we'll look at different uh, sites and say, oh, I should be like that. You know, how many, you know, you know, the first social media was MySpace. How many people remember MySpace, right? And that, something, I, that, that faded so quickly when Facebook came out. That was Facebook, and, you know, if you talk to my kids, they don't want to be on Facebook because that's just for old people. And so they, my older kids, they're on, you know, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, and, and, and that. But now, you know, the younger kids, like the, the really younger kids, they're on TikTok, and they think Snapchat and Instagram is for old people. <laughs> and so it's kind of funny, but everybody's trying to figure out. They, generations have their own identity. Uh, they're trying to figure out their own identity, but each person is trying to figure out uh, their own identity. I remember myself personally, I've shared some of my stories in junior high, right? Because junior high, 7th, 8th grade, 6th, uh, 7th, 8th grade, that's really a time when you really are starting to try to figure out, what am I doing here? You start to realize that life isn't perfect. You start to realize that there's hard times. At least, for, some may find that earlier, but uh, for the majority, the, uh, gener generally speaking, uh, those are the age that you try to figure out how things are going to be. And for me, I remember going to a new school, being made fun of. Uh, nobody knew me. And, I, okay, i got to be a lacrosse player. Then I'll be cool. Then people will like me. Then people called me a bandy because I played the saxophone. So I quit playing a saxophone so I wouldn't be made fun of. That was a mistake. So I didn't know who I was. Right? So I try to figure out, who am I? What am I going to be like? Who am I going to be? And also, even when you're like uh, in, you try to figure out if I, where I'm going to go to college, what am I going to do with my life? We're always searching and trying to find out, who am I? What am I supposed to do? I did realize, you know, my last name has fun in it, so I want to have fun. So that's going to be my identity. I'll be fun. Rich, right, fun, right? And so... <laughs> That's my identity, right? And you get my point, right? We're all searching. We still all search. Who am I? What am I doing here? Why do I exist? Have you ever asked that question? Uh, am, am, I, am I making a difference? Am I really fulfilling the things that I'm supposed to be doing? And especially as we get older and older, we realize how quick life is. And we're like, man, I hope I'm not a waste. I hope I didn't waste my life. I hope I didn't let things pass me by. Then we have midlife crisis thinking that past, everything passes by and we try to redo them, right? All caught up in this identity crisis that we find ourselves in. Are we making a difference? Do I matter? Am I really a good parent? Am I really uh, making a difference in my kid's life? Am I really making a difference in society? Why am I here? And I want to just propose to you today that it's so important for us to really know who we are. That we must know our identity and who that is in Christ. We really must know uh, why we exist and why we're here on this planet. And I want to just uh, read a scripture to you in Jeremiah. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 1. And I believe they have this. They're going to put this up. 
for us here. It says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. This is God speaking to Jeremiah. He says, I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I, am, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am too young. You must go everywhere I send you to, to, uh, uh, to wherever I send you to and, where, and say wherever, whatever I command you. And you must learn how to talk. <laughs> Jeremiah couldn't talk and neither apparently can I. All right. <laughs> Here's the thing, right, in this scripture, right? So here comes Jeremiah. He's a young man. He's a teenager. And God comes and speaks to him and says, Jeremiah, before you were even born, I knew you. While you were in your mother's womb, I formed you. And, he's, and God is talking to Jeremiah and showing him that he had a plan for his life before he even was taking a breath, right? And so God is so good at this. And Jeremiah says, and, and he starts to tell him, Jeremiah, this is what I have for you. I want you to be a prophet. I want you to be my voice for me. I want you to speak to people, to my people, about what I have to say to them. And Jeremiah instantly says, but God. But God, and he starts coming up with all these excuses. But here's the interesting thing, a couple of things. Again, just like last week with Jeremiah, for I know the plans I have for you, that God wasn't confused, not either, either, either in Jeremiah's plans, but he's also not confused in who he made Jeremiah to be. For before, I knew, before you were formed, I knew you. God made Jeremiah, he formed him, he made him to be with the personality that he has, he made him to be with the, uh, with the mind that he has, and just like Jeremiah, he has done the same with each and every single one of you. That God, before you were born, he knew you. He knew what you were going to do, he knew what you were going to be like, he knew how you were going to act, he knew the personality that you would have, and he knew the plans that he has for you. Isn't that so interesting? I want you to do something, I want you to look at your thumb. And look really close. You know, if you can, some of you might need some glasses. But look, look at your thumbprint. Look at it, right? Because this is the most unique thumbprint you will ever see. There is not another thumbprint like this on the face of the planet. No person has a thumbprint just like you. In fact, of all the people, billions of people that are on the planet, and all the billions of uh, people that were on the planet last last century, None of them had a thumbprint like yours. God made you so unique that no two people are alike. But not only is your thumbprint not like anybody else's, God made you so unique that your personality is just how he made it. The way you think is how God made it. So why in the world would we try to be like anybody and everybody else? God made you just the way he wants you to be with the personality that you have. God knows your identity. He knew who you are. He knows how you should act. And then Jeremiah, he says this to Jeremiah, I know what I have for you. And then Jeremiah says, but God. How many times did we do that? I made you. Hey, so-and-so. I have these great plans for your life. I, I have this personality. I made you unique and special. And we say, but God. I don't look like that person. But God. I don't have the personality and the charisma like that person has. But God, I'm insecure. That's why you need to know your identity, right, God says. And it's so cool because in Jeremiah, right, Jeremiah is saying the same thing. Jeremiah was young. And Jeremiah says, but God, I don't know how to speak. 
God, I don't have any authority to speak to people. Nobody's going to listen to me. I'm too young. And God basically says to Jeremiah what? Jeremiah, shut up. Right? Basically. He says, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. He says, but God, I'm too young. But God, but, but. And God says, don't say that. You know, I hate it when my kids really are down on themselves. I hate myself. I can't believe I did that. I'm so stupid. What? I had a part in making you. Don't say that. You're amazing. Do you know the plans that God has for you? But you know, we all kind of do it at times, don't we? I was just last week just thinking, I was just thinking uh, about what, where I am in this church, and I was like, wow, I can't believe like, I'm the pastor of this, I believe this chapel, and, and I was thinking, like, I'm not that, <laughs> there's people around that I know that are much more wise than me. There's people that, um, that have a better understanding of theology. There are people that are better at communicating and even better at preaching. There are people that are better at leading. Well, maybe not that. That might not be true, but. Uh, <laughs> but really, I was just thinking all these things, that, and honestly, it's like, why am I here? <laughs> you know? And I remember this guy saying, Rich, shut up. See, God, there's a great quote by uh, Bill Johnson that says, We don't lead because we are necessarily the most qualified, we lead because we are called to be the leader. And see, God, here's the difference. God has a calling on each and every single one of our lives. God has a calling on me to do what I'm doing. It's not because I'm anything special or because I'm smarter or because I'm better or because I'm better looking, even though that's true too. I'm, I'm just kidding. But, you know, it's none of those things. It's just that God has a calling on each of our lives. He knows us. And he's not confused by it. He knows you and he made you and he formed you. And he's got great plans and purposes for your life. We don't lead and do the things that we do because we're the most qualified. We do them because God called us to do them. God formed us to do them. He made us to do them. Let's look at Moses just for a second here. Moses, right, was called, predestined by God to lead God's people out of slavery. But Moses was not raised by the slaves, was he? He was raised by Pharaoh's household. He was raised to be a prince. He was raised to be eventually in royalty, right? And so Moses growing up, being raised in that, realizes in his mind, he's thinking, his mentality is, I'm going to be this prince. I'm going to be this ruler. I'm going to be all these things. And so he starts having this mindset. Then he realizes who he really is at an older age, that he's an Israelite. There's a great quote in this book. This is called Supernatural Ways of Royalty. And I can't encourage you guys enough, especially on identity, uh, to get this book. This is one of my top five books ever read. Um, it's by Chris Valentin. It's called Supernatural Ways of Royalty. And it talks about how, uh, it, actually the subtitle is something about uh, from, prince, uh, uh, from pa uh, pauper mentality to princes and princesses. This is a quote in the book. It says, Moses was born to lead the Israelites out of slavery. Moses had to be raised in Pharaoh's house so that he would learn how to be a prince and not have a slave's mentality. A leader who is in slavery internally cannot free those who are in slavery externally. I'm going to read that last part again. A leader who is in slavery internally 
cannot free those who are in slavery externally. You know, I was talking to Pastor Joey this week in one of our, our staff meetings, and he was talking about how in psychiatry, uh, he was actually watching this TED Talk, and there's a psychiatrist on there, and they were talking about how uh, when a person is raised up in an abusive situation, for example, and he's constantly, uh, let's just use for example that uh, his father would come home and, and, and abuse him, whether uh, physically or meant, um, verbally, and every day that person would just hear these and things or uh, receive these things, and he'd constantly uh, just have this mentality of fear now that every day he'd have to live in this fear, 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 all these days. And finally, when that person is taken out of that bad, bad place and in a safe place, his mind still can't, is still so trained to think fear, fear, fear all the time that he can never, he, it's so difficult for them to get out of that mindset of fear and worry and, and all, because, because of what was done for him to him for so long. You with me? And so God, a lot of us, we were once slaves. We were slaves to sin. We were slaves to darkness. We were slaves to our own doing. We were slaves to other people. Other people had done things to us. And God is saying, you are no longer slaves. You are my children. And God is trying to take some of us out of an old mentality and saying, yeah, I know you used to be like that. I know you used to think like that. But even in your mentality and the way that you think, that has to change. Because if you took, if Moses was raised by slaves and he had to leave the slaves out, he probably wouldn't be able to do it because his mentality would go back into slavery and say, well, we don't deserve it. I've always been a slave. I always have to be a slave. I don't know how to lead. Never led before, right? You with me? But see, God, see, the thing about God, he knows your identity, and even in knowing your identity and the purpose that he has, he is able to form his purposes in us and through us. Sometimes we think a bad situation is happening, but really it's just God forming things in our life to help us in the future what he has for us. Just like Moses, God is forming in you through difficult seasons, difficult situations, things that he wants you to be ready for in your future. He is able ahead of time to start uh, orchestrating all these plans and all these things to happen in our life so that all the things line up and so one day we'll see oh yeah that was, that's, what, that's why that happened that's why we got to get through the hard times see God knows our identity he makes us for himself that's the first and foremost that God makes us so that we would love and serve him that we would know him and his purposes for us are known by him he's not confused about our purposes and he shares all his secrets with his children. So who are you? What is your identity? I want to close with a scripture in Romans. If you'll turn there with me, Romans 8. It gives us a really clear picture of what God says of who we are. In Christ, through Christ. I'm going to start in verse 14. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are, who are we? Children of God. Why don't you think about that? You are a child of God. Why don't you really think about this now? You're not a child of Bonnie or Sue. You are a child of God. Isn't that crazy? You are a child of God. All right, well, let's go further. 
The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Knowing, uh, they say the word again because you once were in slavery. He does not give you the spirit so that you have to live in slavery again. He frees you from slavery, right? Rather, so again, here's going to the mentality, right? God doesn't want us to walk in with a fearful mindset or mentality. He doesn't want us to walk in a slaver, slavery mindset or a pauper's mindset. You with me? Rather, the spirit, um, the spirit you received brought about you adoption to sonship. And by him, we cry, Abba, Father. In other words, God adopted us to be his children. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. We are God's children. Now, here's the cool part. If we are children, then we are heirs. I don't know if any of you have any rich relatives <laughs> that are older. <laughs> Maybe uh, grandparents, right, or whoever, and you're like, man, one day. <laughs> you don't want them to die, but, right, you're like, one day I'm going to inherit a lot of money, right? This is a lot more than we could ever receive here on earth, Right? Here we go. Now, if we are children of God, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. God is saying to us, guys, we are children of God. We are king's kids. My mom used to wear a shirt all the time. It impacted my identity when I was growing up. It said king's kids. I love that shirt. King's kids. We are kings, kids of the king. We are God's sons and daughters. We are sons and daughters. We are co-heirs with Christ. We know the family secrets. We know insights to the kingdom of God. We have God's protection. We have God's guidance. He's with us always. And now we are joint heirs with Christ. And Jesus is an heir of all things, the Bible says in Hebrews. He says that everything in the world is Christ's. Everything belongs to him. So that means all power, all authority, all the world, everything in it is Christ. And now we are co-heirs with Christ. You are a son and a daughter of God. It is so important for you to know this. It's so important for you to not only know this, but to go even deeper in who God has really made you to be. We have some amazing things here at the chapel to help you with this. We have growth track that just starts the process with finding out some of your spiritual gifts and who God has made you to be. I had already said that this time of prayer and fasting on Saturdays, we have a time where you can come and have somebody pray over you and prophesy. And I bet, if you'll believe and expect it, that you'll receive something that talks about what God has, was part of what your identity is and who God has made you to be and why God has formed you. It's so important if we, to, for us all to know who God made us to be. We're all part of a body. We're all part of this church. We're all part of the bigger church. And we're all part of God's kingdom and his kids. And he has made us for great purposes. He's made us with great insights and personalities and gifts that he has given us and that he has called us to do for his glory, for him, so that he can be lifted up in this earth, so that he can be known to us and to others. Lord God, we just thank you so much for the privilege, the honor to be your children. 
God, I pray that we would not dismiss what you have for us like Jeremiah first did. God, that we wouldn't say, no, God, you, you, I can't do that. I, I'm not good enough. God, uh, I've messed up too many times to, to do what I think you want me to do. I, God, I'm, I, I don't know how to speak. I don't know how to share. I don't. And God says, don't ever say that. Right? Don't you do that with your own kids? If your kids say, I, I can't do that. <laughs> don't tell me that. You can do anything. We just sang this song. Today, through God, God can do anything. And through Christ, we can do anything. Nothing's impossible for him. And God can do amazing things and wants to do amazing things in and through each and every single one of you. So God, we just give you permission today. Speak to our identity. Speak to our lives. Use us. Have your way in us. We're so grateful. If you're here today and maybe you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, maybe you've never asked him to have that relationship with him, maybe you're separated from him right now, and I don't want you to leave this place without having the opportunity to get things right with him. You see, sin and the, our behavior and our choices separate us from a perfect and holy God. But Jesus died on the cross, and he paid the price to forgive us and he took our place so that we could be forgiven for the things that we've done wrong. And if you're here today and you say, you know what, I am separated. I feel separated from God or I know that I'm separated from God and I need to make things right with him today. I want you to say a prayer like this. You could say it out loud. You could say it under your breath. But if you just say this with your heart and be sincere, I mean. Say, Lord Jesus, I know I've missed you. I know I've missed the mark. I've done some things that I'm not proud of. Done some things that have hurt me, that have hurt others, that have hurt you. God, I've gone my own way, done my own thing, and it's caused me to be separate from you. But today, I ask that you forgive me. I come back to you by opening my heart to you and asking you to forgive me and receiving what you did on the cross for me. Thank you for doing that, Jesus. Now help me to know you better and better for the rest of my life. Amen. Amen. Come on, would you give it up for those that just did that in this place? If you